0: Let's stand together and turn to the book of Jude. What the devil's trying to do is getting us to doubt the Lord in these uncertain days. And he's still in control, but he may not be in control of you. He can be if you'll let him. I want to look at just one verse there in the book of Jude, our next verse in the text as we've been going through the book, verse 8. It says, Likewise also these filthy dreamers defile the flesh, despise dominion, and speak evil of dignities. We live in such a filthy world It's good to hear music to help our minds and hearts. You know, there's something about music that will help you defile your flesh or cause you to be filthy in your thoughts. Or there's something about good godly music that will help clean your thoughts and clean your life. These days of apostasy are those, he says in verse 8, of filthy dreamers, defiling the flesh, despising dominion, and speaking evil of dignities. Likewise, also these filthy dreamers. You know, he's not talking about unconscious dreams. He's talking about conscious dreams what people think about that's why you really need to have a good diet of good godly music to help your thoughts it really will i think people that even have mental issues need to have good godly music playing all the time i don't know i think miss rochester has a few cds of you have something here with you, brother your instrumental one or something Just putting good music will help what you think about. If you put your mind in neutral, or if you... Guys, God doesn't even want us to think on our problems all the time. You know, one of your problems may be all you do is think on your problems. The Bible says whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise... Think on these things. The days of apostasy, which this book is about, are days where people's dreams and their thoughts and their imaginations are filthy and they're on things that they shouldn't be. And whatever you think about is what's going to control the direction of your heart. I don't know about you, but while I was sitting here through however long they, they sung and played, I definitely was not thinking about anything dirty. I was thinking about the Lord. I was thinking about the good things of God. I was thinking about the good memories. I was thinking about what I need to be thankful for and how I am thankful. And, you know, it doesn't have to just be in church that God, and if God just gets a hold of your thoughts in church, that's that's not going to be the answer for your life. He's got to be in charge of our thoughts day in and day out. He knows what our thoughts are. And he says the days of apostasy are filthy dreamers. That's not people that go to sleep at night and have a bad dream or something in their subconscious that wakes them up. That's people, you know, daydreaming or thinking about things that God doesn't want them to think about that are filthy. And they're dreaming about a life that they don't have that they want. Dreaming about things that they want to do or that God doesn't want them to have. And they're dreaming about that and wanting that and have all this other alternate life that they wish they had—that is the day of apostasy. That is someone's thoughts that are out of control. And the Bible says, likewise, also these filthy dreamers, all these people that we've been—whether it's Sodom and Gomorrah, or the angels that sinned or the people of God that He had to destroy when they came out of Egypt, whatever it might be—they all lost. They all lost control of their thoughts, and they became. Dirty thinkers. The Bible says that God, in Proverbs six eighteen, and one of the things the Lord hates is a heart that deviseth wicked imaginations. Somebody just dreaming about things. well that's where we live, and that's that's where people. Guys, we're in an Independent Baptist Church. We believe we're right. We hold King James Bible. We sing god's songs. We have the right doctrine. And all of that will not save you from this day of apostasy if you don't have control of your thoughts. Amen. 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 You yeah. marriages, marriages break down with what the people are thinking about right. Right. Yeah. way before anything is done. Young people are destroyed way before they do anything by what they think about. Right. Right. Filthy dreamers. Look at Jeremiah twenty five. Hold your finger, we'll be right back. Days of apostasy or days of of dirty thinkers. Dirty thoughts. Mm. You know, wouldn't it be much better if if we all just threw away all our devices and listened to music like this all day long? Probably help our thoughts. Jeremiah chapter 23, verse 25, I have heard what the prophet said, that prophesy lies in my name, saying I have dreamed, I have dreamed, you know sometimes the filthy dreams come from religious leaders, they're not just coming from some heathen's head, verse 26, how long shall this be? In the heart of the prophets that prophesy lies, yea, they are prophets of the deceit of their own heart, which think to cause my people to forget my name by their what? Do you know, if you're thinking about something that's causing you to to forget God instead of remember God, you're not in control of your thought life. We ought to be thinking about the Lord. Our minds, thou wilt keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusteth in thee. God wants our minds on on Himself. And when our dreams or our imaginations or our thoughts, it doesn't even have to be something overtly sinful. It can just be occupying our minds with everything but God. He says, they have forgot my name by their dreams, which they tell every man to his neighbor. Verse 27. As their fathers have forgotten my name for Baal, the prophet that had dreamed... That hath a dream, let him tell a dream. And he that hath my word, let him speak my word faithfully. What is the chaff to the wheat, saith the Lord? Verse 29. Is not my word like a, like as a fire, saith the Lord, and like a hammer that breaketh the rock in pieces? Therefore, behold, I am against the prophets, saith the Lord, that steal my words every one from his neighbor. Behold, I am against the prophets," saith the Lord, "that use their tongues and say, He saith, Behold, I am against them that prophesy false dreams," that uh, saith the Lord, "and do tell them, and cause my people to err by their lies and by their lightness. Yea, I, boy, there's a message. Move on, move on. Lightness of preaching, lightness of speech. Yet I sent them not, nor commanded them; therefore, they shall not profit this people at all saith the Lord. He says, they're they're forgetting my name and they're also stealing, verse 30, my words from their neighbor. In other words, what will help our thoughts and control our thoughts is when the word of God, you know the word of God, he says, like a hammer. You know the word of God can bust up your bad thoughts. I mean, it can break your bad thoughts like a hammer and break it into pieces. But it can if you're not in the Bible, if you're not listening to the Bible. That's why every year we pass out our Bible calendars. We want everybody to be in the Bible, reading the Bible. Look, a, 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 whatever restrictions you have in your life or whatever standards you have in your life are, will not take the place of you getting in the Word of God and letting the Bible smash all the bad thoughts in your brain. And we've got to do that every day. Preacher, i am just got these filthy thoughts and filthy dreams. You're not in the Bible. The Bible purifies it, brainwashes us. Thank God for brainwashing. I need my brain washed. I need my heart washed. I need my life. And the Bible is that pure water That washes me. So don't even think for a minute, just because you grew up in church or or whoever you are, how long you've been saved, that just because you're saved that your thoughts are going to be okay if you're not constantly in that Bible that's able to clean those thoughts and smash those wrong thoughts. And if you've got other people in your life that talk about everything but the Word of God, you need to get you another friend. If you have a real friend, they're going to be reminding you about what God said to help you think right. This day of apostasy is not when people are thinking about and hearing the Word of God. I'll never forget meeting a guy. He's a little strange, but I met a guy one time. He was just brilliant. He'd asked me questions in the Bible that I don't even know if God ever heard that question before. I mean, it was some wild questions. I said, man, where are you, where are you, where are you getting all this stuff? These are cre- they weren't answers. They were questions. And he told me, he said, you know, he said, I, he, he delivered uh, mail for the post office. And he, he said, oh, I'm in that truck all day long. And he said, all day long, I listened to Alexander Scorby. All day long, every day, five days a week. No wonder he had such questions. He's listening to the Bible. You say, well, that's weird. That's creepy. It's probably not half as weird as what's going on between your ears. There's a lot of filthy dreamers. And they're not just outside the church house. He said in verse number eight of Jude, likewise also these filthy dreamers defile the flesh. So it moves from thoughts to actions. So whatever you think about is going to control how you live. If the devil can sow a thought, he can reap a deed. If you have a dirty thought, you're going to have dirty life, a dirty life. So they go from dreaming to defiling themselves. If it feels good, do it. You know, don't deny yourself anything. We ought to be denying our flesh, not defiling our flesh. And notice how all this is about authority in our life. Verse number 8 again He says, likewise, also these filthy dreamers defile the flesh, despise dominion, and speak evil of dignities. It's almost like a progression. He talks about their thoughts. He talks about their actions, defiling the flesh. He talks about their attitude. Their attitude is they despise dominion. And then he talks about their speech. They speak evil of dignities. You you know... The day in which we live, there is an attitude that is pervasive, that's against any authority. And And it's also showing in how dirty people's lives are. People that don't want any authority over their life are people that defile the flesh. I'd say this, if without authorities in your life, you're going to have some really dirty living ahead of you. You know, God puts authorities in every sphere of our life. And it's for our protection, it's for our help. So you just won't let yourself go to do whatever you want to do. So what does the devil do? The devil comes along and tries to give you a bad attitude about your authorities. Hold your finger there just go back a couple of pages to 2 Peter. This is almost like an exact companion passage to what we read. Peter says almost the exact thing Jude says, even to the thing with Michael contending with the devil and speaking evil of dignities. He says in 2 Peter chapter 2, in verse number 10, But chiefly them that walk after the flesh in the lust of uncleanness, watch it, And despise government. You see that? Presumptuous are they. Self-willed. They are not afraid to speak evil of dignities. Whereas angels which are greater in power and might. Bring not railing accusation against them before the Lord. But these as natural brute beasts. And that's what he says back in the book of Jude. He, he tells, he, in verse number 10, he calls them, they, sp- those, they speak evil of things that, which they know not, but what they know naturally as brute beasts. And those things, they corrupt themselves. He's talking about how people just lower themselves to animalistic living. They just live by, like a bunch of animals. That's the day we live it. People just live like animals. And one of the reasons they live like animals is because they have an attitude that they will not be governed. They despise dominion. They despise government. Nobody's going to tell me what to do. Nobody's going to be in charge of my life. Y'all know what a governor is on a vehicle? They don't even use that word anymore. i never forget. I rented a truck one time and I was having to deliver something somewhere. And y'all, y'all know me. I'd like drive like Jehu. You know? I, I got to get to where I'm going. And, man, I, I was on the interstate. This is, this is 30 years ago. And I was putting my foot in it, you know. And it, would, I mean, it, almost, it, wasn't, it wasn't going any faster. And I was pushing it and pushing it. It wasn't going any faster. When I finally got where I'm going, I said, this truck don't work. I said, why is the truck? Man, I've got, I've, got, I've got the pedal to the floor and mashing it. And it will not go over 58 miles an hour. Give me another truck laughed and laughed that 20 year old he said there's a governor on that just for people like you (laughs) because the people that own these trucks know what people like you do with their trucks so there's a governor on it that will not allow you to go faster than you ought to go i hate that governor There's something in the wicked heart of man that hates the governor. That despises the government. That despises the dominion. There's a problem with authority. Guys, you cannot disconnect the apostasy of our day with the despising of authority of our day. It goes hand in glove together. You know, our government wants to even take away the, the authority out of our homes. We have a world that despises parental authority. The government says, you have no right to know whether or not we're passing out contraceptives to your children. You're just the parent. That's what I call no respect for the authority of the children whatever they're doing with the gender craziness. The, many places in our country say the parents don't even have a right to know. They don't recognize parental authority. Do you not see the danger of that? But, but it's deeper. If these young people do not, res, do not respect the authority that's in their life with their parents, they're never going to expect the authority in their life of God Himself. And so it ends in apostasy. Well, I don't like my parents because, you know, they got problems. Newsflash: Everybody that walks and breathes has problems. But God puts authorities in our lives because you need them. We live. They, they despise the authority of the police. Well, the police have done this. You better be thankful for the police. Amen. If you lived in some of the places in America, man, you ought to be tipping the police. Thank you for... Do you know what would happen in this country if all the police quit being police? Well, I got my guns. There are too many of the weirdos out there. There's too too many of the right. You won't be able to... Hold up. Thank God for the authority of the police. Despise the police. Despise parents. Despise the authority in the home. There shouldn't be a dad in the home. Shouldn't be a husband in the home that has authority in the home. Oh, that's old-fashioned. That's crazy. That's another day. Do you see the breakdown of authority all through society? No authority in the church. No authority, no respect for authority. Hey, I don't care if it's in super church, junior church, teen department, church house. There should be a respect for authority because when that breaks down, all hell breaks loose. Attitude. Mm. Attitude. The day of apostasy is a disrespect toward authority, despising dominion. And then they begin to speak evil of the the authorities. You see verse number 8 of our text again? Likewise also these filthy dreamers defile the flesh, despise dominion, and speak evil of dignities. So they begin speaking. They begin speaking against authority. And as they speak against authority, it says in verse 10, But these speak evil of those things which they know not. But what they know naturally as brute beasts, and those things they corrupt themselves. So they criticize what they don't understand, and they corrupt what they do understand. What they do know, that's just fleshly desires, they... They corrupt themselves in that, and what they don't understand, they speak against. We have a world that speaks against the Word of God, that speaks against the church, that speaks against the good doctrine, that speaks against the Lord Jesus Christ, that speaks against uh, a holy life and criticizes the life that we try to live. They don't know anything about it. They don't know anything about the life we live, but yet they'll criticize it. He says, these are they. And the illustration is, look at verse number 9. Boy, this, is, this ties the rag on the bush here. Yet Michael the archangel, when contending with the devil, he disputed about the body of Moses, durst not bring against him a railing accusation, but said, The Lord rebuked thee. You know, Michael the archangel respected the devil more than some people respect godly authority. Now, I tell you what, if we got in the line and wanted to pass out railing accusations, you would think the devil would be at the top of the list of being worthy to receive them. With all the lies the devil has destroyed, with all the people that that Satan has drugged down to hell, don't you think it would be worthy to rail against somebody like the devil? Michael the archangel would not even bring a railing accusation against the devil. And he is the archangel. He respected his authority. By the way, be careful about mocking the devil. He's got power. Michael the archangel would not rail against the devil. You know what I'm saying? We have got people that will rail against their husbands, their wives, uh, the, the police, the, the government, uh, every other authority in their life. And the Bible example is Michael the archangel did not even rail against Satan. You see how quiet it is in here? Well, they deserve it. Now, now mind you, Michael the archangel is contending with the devil. But he's doing it respectfully. Is that not amazing? This whole book is about contending for the faith. But you know you can do that respectfully? I'm against the positions that that are being taken in our government. But that doesn't mean that that I can be disrespectful to authority. You can disagree with the authority. You can contend with the authority. You can even say, this is wrong authority. But you still have to have a respectful spirit about it and not bring a railing accusation. You know how much in the Bible warns us about being railers? Well, they didn't, and they didn't, and they didn't. Yeah, that's what the devil wants us to just chew authority down until there is no authority. That's the plan of the devil. It's like Nabal, you know. All he did was run down David. He railed against David and his men. Jesus hung on the cross. You know what the Bible says they did while Jesus was hanging on the cross? They railed against him. Railed against him. You know what the Bible says is an offense in the church to remove people? Railing. Not just drunkenness and fornication. Railers. You know why? Because it's an infection that creates a perfect environment for apostasy and filthy lives and people's thoughts that are out of control, their lives are out of control, their speech is out of control, their attitudes are out of control. Michael the archangel, when contending with the devil, durst not bring a railing accusation against him. Why did he not do that? Do you know that God allowed devil, the devil to have... It's dangerous to set this here. This is a good prop right here, brother. God gave the devil some authority. It's in Hebrews chapter 2. The Bible said that the devil, Satan had the power of death. The devil. He had the power of death. Now that was taken away from him when Jesus Christ died was the death of death. Was the death of the power of death and the hold that the devil had on death. Because Jesus, the Bible said, He took the keys, you see. Through his death and his burial and resurrection. He has the keys of death and of hell. He has the power over. It. So death has no sting and the grave has no victory now because Christ has died. Yea, rather, he's risen again and he's got the power. Yeah. But when this was written in Jude, Michael is contending with the devil over what? Over what? The body of Moses. I'm not going to go into long detail. What's all that about? Well, Moses is dead. And there is a fight over this body. Why is there a fight over this body? Because God is going to raise this body from the dead. Every time you... Look at the archangel in the Bible. And you know what happens with the archangel? Somebody's getting resurrected. The voice of the archangel and the trump of God and the dead in Christ shall rise for what I'm going to tell you without getting all the details, Michael comes down for the body of Moses to resurrect it, and the devil, he who has the power of death, comes and says, Uh-uh, this is my authority. This is my sphere of influence. This is what I control. You're not getting this body. You know what Michael said? I'm not, I'm not going to bring a railing accusation against your authority, but this is all I'm going to tell you. The Lord rebuke thee. <laughs> because there is an authority greater than your authority. There is authority bigger than the authority in the church, bigger than the authority in the government, bigger than the authority in the home, bigger than any authority, and that's the Lord, and He ought to be the one that has His way. And when Michael Michael said, I'm not going to sit here and mock you, I'm not going to criticize you, I'm not going to run and tell everybody what a bad person you are, all I'm going to say is, the Lord rebuke thee. Do you see that? I'm not going to spend my time running you down. I'm going to spend my time talking to you about the Lord. What an illustration. And when he says, the Lord rebuke thee. You know, you're not to rail against the devil. You're to resist the devil. But you're not to resist the devil in your own strength. You're to resist the devil in the Lord's strength. In the Lord's power. And he's got more power than the devil. I don't have to get you to guess who won that little argument and it wasn't because Michael was such a great and powerful and the top angel which he was, but the Lord's power supersedes all power and this 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 is this is a lesson we've got to learn about this when we have filthy thoughts it's not just Against ourselves, it's against the Lord. God forbid that I should sin against the Lord, you see. And when I have a dirty life, it's just not against the other people that I sin with or that I sin against or that I harm. It's against the Lord. It's against His authority and His demands on my life. And when I have a bad attitude, it's not just against the people that I don't like that are in the authorities of my life. It's really against God that's told me to submit myself. Romans chapter 13. Where God's told me to submit to the authorities in my life because they're good for me. It's my attitude toward Him. I've never seen anybody's attitude that was bad toward authority that was good toward God. And when we say things and speak things, it's really not against the people we're speaking about. It's against the Lord. And so if we'll see His headship and we'll submit ourselves unto God, you said, preacher, sit down and let them get back up and sing. Yeah. Yeah, that'll help you about 10 more minutes. But then you're going to walk out of here and you're going to have a battle right here. And you're going to have a battle in your attitude. And you're going to have a battle in what you do and what you say. And part of apostasy and the par- problem of our world is right there. I just don't want anybody to have authority over me, including God. Let us humble ourselves so God can get a hold of our thoughts, our attitudes, our lifestyles, our speech.